Michelle Pasula-Kugler, the Executive Director of the Horse Fund, and I'm excited to welcome you to another episode of the Aftercare Ally. This week, I'll be speaking with Kayla Stone, who is the instructor of the Right Horse at Colorado State University. I'd like to welcome Kayla Stone with me today. She is an instructor at the Right Horse, which is a uh, part of the Equine Sciences Program at Colorado State University. So good to have you here, Kayla. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm excited. Um, so Kayla and I met, um, I attended the Right Horse Summit this fall, as did she. And that's where I first learned about this course. Um, I never realized there was a program that revolved around retired racehorses. Um, so I guess we'll go to the beginning. Um, when did this become an initial offering of a course? So it started about, I think, five years ago. And um, I only recently became instructor um, in August of 22. So okay. I'm still fairly new to the program, but it was kind of the the brainchild of uh, some CSU alumni that joined the ASPCA Right Horse Initiative. Mm-hmm. So some of those ladies uh, had the idea and brought it to CSU and kind of developed it as a program. So it's it's very cool and uh, kind of took off from there. And, you know, we, we've got even more big plans to expand, you know, so we're excited. <laughs> and, and so um, is this is a three credit course or what exactly is the right horse? Yeah. So it is a three credit course. It's one semester long. So we create, we bring in a different group of horses from local rescues each semester and have different students each semester. And so I have two sections right now. So I typically have uh, 16 to 18 students um, split between two different sections and then we'll bring in anywhere from 12 to 18 horses from local rescues for that semester. And so at the end of the semester, we have an adoption event and hopefully find homes for the horses. If for some reason they do not get adopted, they have the choice to either, you know, they can go back to the rescue. We can take them for a future semester as well and work with them again. Some horses need more, you know, than one semester. So, so we have options for them. We also tend to help help the rescue with marketing the horses even after the semester is over. Okay. Um, And so with, it seems like fairly similar numbers possibly of horses to students, are students um, paired with horses or how does that work? Yeah, so actually uh, a little bit of both. I do pair students to a horse for the semester because it's it's easier to do certain things. We have uh, behavioral assessments the students fill out on the horses. Um, they do marketing for the horses via social media. And so we do different things, you know, and, and plus it's good for the horses to kind of have that consistency. Mm-hmm. However, I do have the students switch horses quite often throughout the semester because again, it's also good for horses and students to get used to different people, different riders. So as the semester goes, we do switch horses more often. Uh, Lately, as we get close to the end of this semester, we have our showcase coming up on December 9th. I've had, you know, the students are switching almost every day just to get more experience for the horses, you know, make sure that they're able to be handled by different people. What sort of things are covered within the semester? Um, You know, that's a lot of time to spend I guess both it's a lot of time and not a lot of time, but, uh, (laughs) you know, what are some of the goals and 
you know, items in the syllabus for this course? Sure. So obviously all the courses are completely different. Uh, so we, we don't know exactly what we're getting, but the goals of the course are the assessment, evaluation, and then retraining of rescue mm -hmm. horses. And so the very beginning, the first few weeks, the students are learning uh, how to assess these horses. We're, we're, we're trying to figure out what they know, what they don't know, uh, if there's physical limitations, um, if there's certain things that we need to watch for, behavioral issues. So, so we do fill out, I mentioned this earlier, there is a behavioral assessment that is mm -hmm. part of the ASPCA's Right Horse Initiative. And so we have the students fill that out in the very beginning of the semester. And it kind of gives us a baseline for where these horses are at. It's got basic skills on there, haltering, leading, picking up feet, loading in the trailer, uh, oral medication, um, blanketing, you know, all kinds of things, lunging uh, that you would just to get a basic idea of where they are at on the ground. Mm -hmm. and, and then we kind of go from there. Like I said, we have all different horses. So we might have some horses that are going to be under saddle that are going to ride and some may not ever ride. Uh, we have some senior horses. We have some yearlings sometimes, two-year-olds. Uh, so, so it is all over the place on what they can do. But the ultimate goal, obviously, is to get them adopted. So we're, we're trying to find something that sparks the interest in what in, in what the horse can do and what, what they can be to a potential adopter. That's kind of the goal of the semester. <clears throat> right. Well, that that is pretty amazing that, you know, you bring in these horses and it's such a symbiotic relationship, right? These students are learning yeah. from the horses, but the horses are benefiting from the students and people in your community or further away are going to benefit from these horses that have been, you know, at least slightly trained, um, you know, even if they're not, you know, fully trained, you know, that they picked up all these great skills. Yeah, it's quite amazing. And, and one thing I didn't mention is uh, we do have the Temple Grandin Equine Center as well at CSU, which is a therapy program. Mm -hmm. And so another part of the program is we're trying to see if any of these horses may be candidates as therapy horses. And in the past, we have sent many over to the therapy program. And this year, we have one for sure that's going to go over to the therapy program. So it's just another little niche that we have. And it's kind of cool to send them over to be therapy horses. That is great to have so many options for these horses when they finish with a semester. That's um, really quite amazing. Um, did your program <laughs> receive funding from the school and the ASPCA or other sources? Right now, it's strictly from donations and from the ASPCA. We got a grant from the ASPCA to get the program started, mm -hmm. and that's uh, been how it's sustaining itself through uh, the Temple Grandin Equine Center. Technically, the Right Horse Program is under the Temple Grandin Equine Center, and so that's where our funding comes from, but as well as mostly uh, grants and donations. Okay. So at the end of the semester, you have a showcase for your horses. And I know this program is only a handful of years old, but do you have a general percentage of horses that end up being adopted? Are you seeing like a kind of a trend or a pattern with that? Yeah, um, I would say we've got around 80% usually find homes. So it's going pretty well. That is pretty amazing. And then out of the 20% that aren't adopted, how many tend to stay on for another semester? Um, I'd say probably half. Yeah, um, okay. half stay on for another semester, and then the others go back to the rescue. Um, we've had a couple that went back to the rescue and then were quickly adopted, so that worked <laughs> mm -hmm. out just fine. Um, and then we've had others that came back that just needed more time. We've got one right now, a pony that 
was with us last semester and is back again, but she's making a lot of progress. So we're excited and hopefully she'll find a home. <laughs> sure. And I mean, we see that even if they were just to stay at a rescue, right? Some horses need more time to make yeah. that transition um, from whatever their first career or life was to the second one. So exactly. Yeah. Um, and so your students, you know, you said you are offering two sections per semester, about 18 students. Is there a wait list for this course? Yes, that's a kind of a, a contention right now. Uh, we have quite a big wait list. And I, I love that we have a wait list because we have a lot of interest in the program. But on the other hand, I would love to be able to accept more students. And, and so right now we're trying to figure out how to grow the program and perhaps offer another section in future semesters and just, you know, see how we can get this going so that more, you know, I, I have students that unfortunately have been at CSU and don't get a chance to take the class, um, you know, and so it's, it's kind of, I, I hope that we can expand it hopefully here soon and get everybody in it that wants to do it. Sure. And so what are some of the barriers? <laughs> Obviously, funding would be part of it. Um, do you have the, the capacity and the space to house more horses there if you were able to expand? Yeah, we do. We do have the space. We are, we are slightly limited at our equine center, but we do have space to expand the program and, and being, like I said before, it, it's a potentially self-sustaining program because mm -hmm. we do get fees from these horses when they're adopted. And so so financially, it's a pretty good program to expand. But right now, our biggest issue is is definitely funding, just making sure that we can cover those costs initially, you know, mm -hmm. because CSU does cover the entire cost of these horses for the semester. And that includes if they need, you know, veterinary or barrier care, you know, so it, it's a big undertaking for the semester. Um, yeah. And so, so we just want to make sure we have the funding to, to do it, but, but I do think it's in the works and it's, it's coming. Well, that's excellent. Um, so the, these horses, you know, they don't leave at the end of class. They are stabled, right? All semester yeah. long. Um, are the students in your class responsible then also for morning and evening feed and that sort of thing? Or how does that work? Right now, uh, the students don't aren't necessarily responsible for morning and evening care, but that's mainly because of the way we house the horses at the equine center. We have most of our right horses in a large paddock on three feet bales with hay nets, and so they're on you know twenty four seven hay, which is pretty easy there, uh, and and a pretty large paddock. And so the students do help with certain things, like they help with chores, uh, like cleaning pens when needed. We have student workers that are cleaning. Uh, the students right now, the classes are Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and mm -hmm. so they have the option of coming out as well on Tuesdays or Thursdays and working with either myself or one of our TAs and getting the horses out a little bit of extra time so that they're worked with five days a week instead of three. Uh, and so the students are fairly involved, and, and they're always around when we have our farrier and vet visits, so they get to learn about all of those visits as well and all of the preventative care. And, and so, so I would say that they get a, a quite a bit of experience with the horses. Well, that's amazing. Care. Yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Um, so let's talk about the horses um, themselves. Some of, uh, you know, looking for like an individual story or two about some either, you know, amazing progress you've seen or a special connection or, you know, even a horse that became adopted out and you hear from their current owner, are there, you know, a, one or two or even three that stand out? And I know you've only been there a year, but still, I'm assuming there are some that have made a bigger impact. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, one of them we have this semester, and he's he does have a pretty interesting story. Uh, Shelby, he's a three-year-old Mustang, and unfortunately, someone had adopted Shelby along with a couple other Mustangs from the BLM. And I don't know if you know, but when the Mustangs come from the BLM, they have a tag around their neck with a number. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and these tags, you know, once you adopt a horse from the BLM, ideally you gentle the horse fairly quickly and remove the tag. And whoever adopted these uh, poor Mustangs just turned them out and did not try to gentle them and did not remove their tags. And they were young at the time and grew and the tags grew into their necks. Oh no. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty terrible. And so Shelby, like I said, he's three years old now and has since healed, but he will always have a pretty nasty scar on his neck where that tag grew into his neck uh, pretty bad. And so for Shelby himself, he has no idea that humans did this to him. So he he loves people and he's incredibly friendly and he's such a sweet boy. Um, he, he just, you know, it's just a horrible circumstances that he was in. And, uh, but luckily he's, doing wonderfully his he's got two students that share him this semester he's riding under saddle they love him uh he's going to find an amazing home i just know it he's he's pretty cool guy so it's it's a pretty neat story i think that one um yeah. absolutely and it's really amazing that you're fortunate that he does not realize that the reason you know he went through all that pain and scarring is yes. from humans because otherwise i'm sure you'd have a very different story um, about shelby yeah, for sure. And then uh, the other two I was going to bring up are, were our first thoroughbreds mm -hmm. uh, that we did as a as the CSU Right Horse team. We took them to the thoroughbred makeover just this past October. Mm -hmm. And so Lugo, we call him Slug, and <laughs> Suppressor, who we call Soup. So we had a Soup and Slug, and uh, they came in uh, November of last year and did the CSU's Right Horse program in the spring. And then worked with the same students throughout the year before the makeover. And so those two horses just really flourished and uh, have become some awesome, awesome horses. Uh, Soup was adopted by actually one of his students <laughs> from CSU. And uh, she is super happy with him. They're going on to an eventing career. Yes. And then uh, we still have Slug. He's got some people coming to try him out. And we're hoping he finds a home. But we're actually... Not too sad about it. We've been using him in uh, other classes at CSU, which is pretty awesome. So he's uh, gone into some other riding classes at CSU. We use him as an example right now in the Right Horse program for what Thoroughbred can be for the students who are considering doing the Thoroughbred makeover this coming year. Uh, mm -hmm. So so he's just, he's a really sweet guy and he's come a long way and, and, and we're just, we're excited about kind of just our first two thoroughbreds. So those are our other kind of favorite story. <laughs> that is great. And what <laughs> disciplines did they compete in at the uh, retired racehorse? Sure. So Slug did competitive trail and dressage and Soup did eventing and show jumping. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. And that's, and, and um, I mean, that was quite a trip for them and the humans. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Colorado to Kentucky is no small feat. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Um, and so you said one of the students adopted one of the horses. Does that happen fairly <laughs> <Good> regularly? <laughs> I'm just thinking about, you know, if you're in an equine science program, you probably are, you know, horse centric, one would think. And <laughs> if you can get this course, you just, you know, it's like the kitten you find on the side of the road. Yeah. I just must bring it home. 
<laughs> it does happen. We probably have uh, two or three every semester, I'd say, that get adopted by students. And so my first semester, I had two students bring theirs home. And they're also great stories. They love those mares. And uh, this semester, we might actually have the most we've ever had <laughs> if they all end up getting parental approval and adopting their <laughs> their horses. Uh, we'll, we'll have, I think, five that want to bring them home. So oh, um, wow. there's, yeah, definitely students that fall in love with the horses. And, and for me, like, obviously, I want them to have a good home either way. So it, I'm I'm happy regardless, you know, where the horses go, but it sure. is neat to see the, the students create a bond like that. Right. And as long as they're being adopted into a caring home, whether it's a student or someone yeah. in the community, it's still a win. Yep. Well, that's amazing. What can people do to support your program? What are things that, you know, you'd like to ask of the community at large? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd say obviously <laughs> funding is a big one. So we're always looking for donations to the Temple Grand and Equine Center to keep it going. Um, but but other things like uh, I know you may not have many people that are local to Colorado, but if anyone ever is, you know, come to the showcase and come see what the students are doing or follow us on social media and share the post. Uh, even people out of state can adopt these horses. So I, I tend to try to keep our page fairly up to date on Facebook and we're always highlighting the horses and the students progress on there. And so if anyone wants to be involved, just, just liking that and sharing it with your community, I think would, would gain us followers and just kind of get more notoriety for the program. Wonderful. And um, what is the name of your Facebook page so people can find it easily? Sure. It's just CSU right horse program. All right. Well, we can definitely do that. And, you know, um, every group that I talk to, you know, uh, financial donations are always um, yes. <laughs> appreciated. I uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we're, well, we're recording this on Monday, and tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, and you know the uh, horse fund will be campaigning heavily for the next twelve days because funding is crucial to any yes. of these charitable organizations. So, absolutely glad to have people send donations your way. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, of course. So I don't want to take too much of your time, but is there anything we didn't talk about or anything you wanted to share before we wrap up tonight? I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers everything. Uh, I mean, for me, just to close out, I, I just think uh, it's a program that I really believe in because there's this, this is the direction of the equine industry, right? We have so many such a need for the next generation of equine professionals and equine trainers that can provide this uh, this skill set and help these horses transition to new careers and new lives. So, uh, so, so anyway, I, I'm just pretty passionate about it. So I'm excited to share it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm excited to get this podcast out there and hopefully drive more attention to your program. I think it's pretty yeah, amazing. Thank you. thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Yeah. It was and, fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining Kayla and me for this episode of the Aftercare Ally. You can learn more about the right horse at colostate.edu and the horse fund at thehorsefund.org. Links to these websites and social media channels are also located in the podcast description. Thank you for supporting Thoroughbred Aftercare via your words, actions, and donations.